0: Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. Um, Hey, it's good to see everybody here this morning. My name is Justin Graves, and I have the privilege of being the lead pastor here. If you have been coming here recently or, man, you've just made a life-changing decision to serve Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior— we believe, we know that your next step is getting baptized in water. And some of you may say, well, what's the big deal? The big deal is this, is that the Bible tells us to be baptized in water after accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. They modeled it, the disciples and the, the, the early church in Acts, they, they got baptized after they accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior because it signified to the rest of the world that my life belongs to Him, that now I am changed. And this morning if you've never been baptized or you got baptized and you didn't know the significance of it, we want to invite you to take the plunge with us on August 6th. It's our next baptism service, and we need you to sign up online, or you can go to our Connect Center, which is just out. When you walk into the lobby, hang a left. It's the bright green room. We would love to get you signed up um, for our baptism service happening on August 6th that we call The Plunge. It's a big deal, so take that next step. Um, Or if you've got a friend or family member, anything, make sure that you plan on doing that with us on August 6th. A couple of things before we get into the message today. Today we are going to be doing communion at the end of service, so please hang with us. Um, Don't leave early um, because we'll be doing that corporately together. And then also, all my second service people. I love second service. Um, second service is filling up. And what is awesome, what I love, is we're having a great summer. We put a challenge to all of us to say, hey, who's your one this summer? And really to bring someone with you during the summer. And we're seeing some great growth happen. But here's what I need help with. Our children's department is becoming overflowing with kids in second service. So for some of of you, your kids are up. You're just kind of chilling out, waiting for second service to start. If you could help us make room in this service by coming to our first service. I know some of you are like, you're talking blasphemy right now. Um, Nine o'clock, Jesus isn't up then. Um, But it's the same service it's the same experience. Your kids are going to experience the same thing in first as they would in second. But this is, a, hey, there's problems and then there's good problems. This is a good problem, church. Um, that we've got so many kids coming that we are running out of room. So if some of you could help us by coming to second, I mean to first service, um, that would really alleviate some of the problem that we're having. Because here's the deal, we don't plan on stopping, uh, stopping growing. I know I just totally That right now, but we're going to keep growing. We're going to keep reaching people, and we need to make room as a church for new people to come in to belong to feel like they've got a place here. And so, if you could help us out with that, that would be awesome. And bring somebody with you to first service, and then take them out. You can go to brunch. There you go. You're welcome. Um, This morning we are starting a new series called Ephesians. Ephesians, and it's a six week study on the book of Ephesians. Now, I know that we were just in Redneck, a series about being a redneck. And now we're going into a series that's a Bible study in Ephesians. And if you are starting to understand my personality, I love that our church is a little ADD. We do something totally redneck, and then we do a very serious study on Ephesians. But um, what I would love, love, love to happen Is this, and this is why we do a a kind of a study in the middle of the year. Is that a bunch of us? We made a bunch of resolutions at the beginning of this year. We made some plans. We made some goals to be more in the Word, to be to read the Bible, to spend time with the Lord in prayer. And we made these resolutions. We made these goals. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And now we're in July. And how's that going? Right, we, we some of us we made gym gym resolutions and health. I'm gonna jog every day. Every day I'm gonna jog and I'm gonna eat better. And you've already got pizza on your brain for lunch. You know how how's it going? Because somewhere among along the year we lose that resolution. And so I hope that this series kickstarts that resolution back in you, and that you become a student of the Word of God because He has given it to us for a tool, and it. Just doesn't make sense for us to have the tool, the Word of God, just sitting on our bookshelves and not applying it to our life. It's like going out this afternoon and you've got tons of sunscreen, but you're not applying it so you don't get protection. Man, we've got the Word of God, but we're not applying it because we're not studying it. And so for the next six weeks, I hope that every Every week, you read the book of Ephesians. Now, before, some of you, you may not know how long Ephesians is, and you're like, what? It's not like the book of Psalms, where there's like over 118 chapters. It is six chapters long, right? It's a letter to the church in Ephesus, and starting this week, my challenge to you is read it once a week. That's it, once a week. You can break it down to a chapter a day, but really study it. Study what it's saying. Highlight. Write down notes that you're like, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. I'll give you a tip for me. I like the New Living Translation. I think it's really easy to understand. I like the way it's worded. Most of the time, that's what I preach from. But let's get back into the Word of God and being students of the Word of God and being self reliant and not just the only time you're getting spiritually fed is when you come into this place getting spoon-fed by your pastor doing airplane. Brr, here it comes. Here it comes. You know, um, let's be students of the Word of God. Um, this morning, as we get ready to start this series, I want us to understand kind of the setting, what, what's happening to the, in the letter of Ephesians. Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus. And Ephesus is a key city in the Roman Empire. It is the uh, third largest city in the Roman empire. It, it's, it's massive. It is the new and upcoming city. It's where everything is happening. I mean, it's like the, the cutting edge city of the western hemisphere. I mean, it was, it was it. A lot of the people there had running water. They had marble walls and mosaic floors. I mean, it was a great place to live. It had one of the key ports for the Roman Empire to get all of the equipment and all the supplies to their soldiers and to their empire was found in Ephesus. And it, it I mean it was just the place to be. If you compared it to a city that would be kind of something we would be familiar with, it would be like a Miami, Florida, where there's just this this hodgepodge of people, all these different beliefs, all these things are happening, the people are sharp, everything's going great. I mean, it's it's a great place to live. And yet in the middle of this Paul is writing the church in Ephesus because there is the Roman Empire who didn't recognize Christianity and Jesus Christ as their god. Instead, they served a bunch of gods. They served many idols. And in Ephesus, the idol was the goddess Diana, and they built this huge temple, this huge idol to to Diana and, and people would come in and they would worship it. It was the god of fertility, the god of magic I mean and it was just this this she was the goddess that was that everybody came and worshiped, and I mean it was just a very pagan culture. It was a culture where if it felt good, you did it. I mean, if it looked good, you go do it. That, that's, that's where it is. And it's very, very, very similar to where we find our culture now. It's where we find our society as now. And Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus. And we don't get far at all in our study. In fact, we, our, our, our text this morning It's found in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. So we got really far, right? And here's what it says. Paul says, this letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I am writing to God's holy people in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. And as I read, this, the, the part who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus stuck out to me. Faithful. And, and if Paul was writing a letter to Foundations Church this morning, I wonder if he could describe us, even with all the distractions, everybody, all the cultures going this way, and yet the church in Ephesus, the followers of Christ were going this way, they were still faithful despite all the temptations. Would Paul describe us as faithful followers of Christ Jesus. So this morning I want to talk to us about being a faithful follower. Now, faithfulness isn't something that I, I don't remember the last time I talked about faithfulness. I've talked about love, I've talked about joy, I've talked about you know forgiveness, but I don't remember the last time I have talked about being faithful, being steady in your relationship. With Jesus Christ. Not just faithful with your spouse, because a lot of us we get that. We're like, yeah, 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 I gotta be faithful to my spouse. Yeah. The the world understands that. But but being faithful in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And I think for for a lot of us, we follow Jesus according to how we feel instead of how we've committed ourselves to go. And when you get to a place where, where a culture that we just are tired, we're going, we're going, we're going, we're going. And when you get tired, you want to kind of take it easy and, and lay off and I'm, I'm, I'm just not feeling it this morning. When you hit those valleys, and all of us have been there, you experience those dry times, those moments when you're praying and it feels like your prayers are bouncing off the ceiling and coming right back at you. I know what you're talking about. You're like, but you're a pastor. I know. I know what you're talking about. I, I know when you don't have the goosebumps. And, and, and what do you do? Well, if I'm not feeling it, then I'm not going to be faithful. But, but hear me. And it's our first point today. Faithfulness is a choice, not a feeling. And it should be present in the life of every follower of Christ. Faithfulness is a choice. It's something you choose every day. It's not something you necessarily feel every day. And and it's not just that we leave it there. It's not that it's just a choice, not a feeling. Most of us understand that. But this, this part of the fruit of the Spirit, which we're going to get to in just a second, but this attribute of the fruit of the Spirit should be evident in the life of every follower of Jesus Christ are you a faithful follower not not do you are you clinging you know not do you have you surrendered your life to the faith no 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 no. are you faithful are you still following after the Lord this past year, I think, was one of the best years in the, in the area of sports. Um, from college football to Clemson playing Alabama, it was an incredible game. No matter which side of, uh, which team you were cheering on, it was awesome. The NBA playoffs, not Golden State versus Cavs this year. I'm talking Golden State-Cavs last year before the trader, D- Kevin Durant, got on there. Um, but, you know, I, I, it's go Peyton Manning. But, some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. Watch the ESPYs because it was awesome. Um, but just a great comeback by the key Cleveland Cavaliers to come and, and beat the Golden State Warriors. But my favorite one was the Chicago Cubs beating the Cleveland Indians. I, I am not a baseball fan, right? I, I, I find the sport, I know I'm getting ready to make somebody mad, relax. I'm not saying it is boring. I just find it boring, right? I can go to a game, but to watch it before it's playoff time, I'm like, wah, wah. It's like watching My Little Pony. I'm like, there we go. Um, it just That's me. That's me. I'm just saying, that's me. And, but when the playoff starts, man, I, I love watching baseball. I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick a team now, right? And everybody that was anybody that was smart, became a Chicago Cubs fan last year. I mean, you just, it was this, their year, they were due. It had been like over a hundred years before they won the World Series. And I gotta tell you, I jumped on that bandwagon so fast. I bought a Cubs shirt, I bought my daughter's Cubs shirts. I mean, we are a Cubs family now. I've never been, I couldn't tell you one of the players' names. I, 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 some of you St. Louis Cardinal fans are like, I hate this pastor now. I, not, hey, listen, listen, I, I'm not telling you, I am a bandwagon fan of the Chicago Cubs. I have no shame in it. I will pick a team, and I ride that team in baseball. Now, football is completely, totally different. I am sooner born, sooner bred. When I die, I'll be sooner dead. Go, Oklahoma. Go, Oklahoma. Go, Oklahoma. Okay, you. I mean, I just, I I, I understand. Trust me. I mean, there's, I, I follow Oklahoma, but I'm a bandwagon fan when it comes to the Chicago Cubs, right? And some of us, we don't follow our Savior. We've just become a fan of him. We've if it feels good, oh, yeah, let's, let's do this. Everybody, all my friends are doing it. This is the season and the time and the phase of life that they're going to do it. And, and let me talk just a little bit to our college students. When, when, we, when you go to college, can I tell you, it's not the popular time to be faithful, is it? Teenagers, when you go to high school, it's not the popular time to be faithful, the myth has been parents start saying, oh, well, you know, they're just going to go sow their wild oats. Where's that in the Bible? Like, I I'm like, what? what? Ah, I need to not say that phrase. I'm like, what the heck? What? what? We, we just... It, it, so you just get to take time off being faithful. I, you know, I just wasn't feeling it that day. You know, it, but, but that's not what the Bible instructs us as followers of Christ. To the faithful followers of Christ. It wasn't popular in Ephesus at the time. It wasn't the thing to do, and yet they did it anyways because they knew what their life was called to be. And hear me, faithfulness, you don't feel your way to faithfulness. You choose your way there. You choose your way to being a faithful follower of Christ. In Galatians chapter five, verse 22, it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Faithfulness defined simply means this, to be steady in allegiance, to be consistent, true, or reliable. Is your relationship with Jesus Christ consistent? Is it true? That's a good part right there. Is it it true? Is it reliable? Or you take Friday nights off and you're like, I'll get back on. No, 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 That's that's not faithfulness. You choose on Friday nights, you choose on Saturday nights to be Faithful. Not infatuated with Christ, but faithful to Christ. Faithfulness is a choice. And you and I are called to be faithful followers, not faithful fans, faithful followers of Jesus Christ, no matter the distractions, no matter the phase of life you're in, no matter if everybody else is sowing their wild oats, you're still called to be faithful. You're still called to be true, to be consistent in your commitment to pursuing Jesus Christ. Second thing I would tell you about faithfulness is this, is that faithfulness is focused on the long term instead of the short term. Faithfulness is focused on the long term instead of The short-term. We are a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately society. We are the 15 minutes of fame society. Like, we get caught up in what is new, what is popular, what's going on, what's the latest YouTube trend, what's what's going, what's going, what's going, what's going. And and faithfulness isn't focused on a short-term legacy. Faithfulness is focused on what is my impact going to be in the long-term. You know what faithfulness is? It's long-term obedience, that, that's the essence of faithfulness. It's just long-term obedience that you walk out steadily, faithfully, reliably, every single day. The Bible says this, and um, excuse me, in 1 John chapter 2, verses 24, it says, So you must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. If you do, you will remain in fellowship with the Son and with the Father, let me read you a text that goes so good with this. In Galatians chapter five, verses seven through nine, it says, you were running superbly. Who cut in on you? Deflecting you from the true course of obedience. This deter doesn't come from the one who called you into the race in the first place. And please don't toss this off as insignificant. Hold on just for a second and keep that up on the screen. Don't don't, don't just dismiss your unfaithfulness as insignificant because it's a big deal. It's This life that you've been called, who who cut in? What cut in on you? What temptation has gotten between you and your faithfulness? Because because Paul is saying this, you know what? That's a big deal. Because all of us in this place, one thing I know is you want your life to be significant. You want your life to count. And I've got to tell you, out of your faithfulness comes your significance. Out of your trueness, your consistency, your reliability in not just pursuing what everybody else is pursuing, not doing the cool Christian thing, but doing the Christ thing, the race that he's called you to, that's where your significance comes from. Because out of ordinary obedience comes significant impact. Some of us, we've dismissed some things as insignificant. "Ah, That's not that big of a deal but it's a big deal. Here's what I know. Faithfulness, faithfulness isn't sexy. Let's just call it the way it is. It's not like, oh, oh, faithfulness, that sounds good. It looks good, right? You you see people that have been married 50 years, and you're like, yeah, babe, that is going to be us. We've been married for two months, but we are almost there. See, see, faithfulness, the result of faithfulness, the long termness of faithfulness looks great. It looks amazing. But man, it's focused on the long term, it doesn't get caught up in the short term. Faithfulness, it looks great. Right, right? Everybody's everybody like, oh, I want to be a great parent. I want to be a great grandparent. I want to be this. I want to be that. But, but that means you're faithful every day. That means as a spouse, you're faithful every day, even when your spouse has been difficult to deal with, e- even when your kids have been difficult to deal with. Even when your parents have been difficult to deal with, you still stay faithful in who God has called you to be. Faithfulness, man, it's significance. But the way you get there is by choosing your way there. But what do you do when your life is, man, it's tough. You're going, man, I... I hear you, Justin, but life is not where I want it to be right now. I, I, I feel like I've been faithful, but I got nothing to show for it, right? When you've been faithful and, and, and being the spouse you should be, being faithful and being the parent you should be, being faithful going to church, being faithful with your finances and your giving of your tithes and your offerings, being faithful with being a friend, and yet you feel like you've got nothing to show for it, but disappointment. What, what do you do then? Well, how do you offer? Because some of us in this place, whoa, about took my mic off there. That's faithfulness right there. Um, you're just saying, you, I, I've been faithful, but I just, I, I don't feel it. Well, well, hear me. This is our last thing, but you can't stay faithful and not eventually become fruitful. You can't stay faithful and not eventually become fruitful, but you got to work your field. you got to work the place that God has you. We'll go back to our New Year's resolutions. All of us probably in this place had a New Year's resolution. I'm going to get in better shape. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to move more. I'm going to have some resolutions. And I have resolutions every year. Every year is the six-pack year, not like the, the six pack here, not the other, and I, I've got got this res, resolution, and I'll get on this trend for eating a week healthy, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna eat good, it's gonna be good, I'm gonna eat clean, and, and I'm gonna see a result, and I I am I am instant result person, right? Anybody else? You are an instant result person when it comes to eating good and exercising like I expect my biceps to be bigger you know from going to the gym one time I expect my abs to look better or at least to be able to find them you know um when I've started eating better and doing better and and I will start one day and I will get up the next morning be like Casey can you tell a difference you know like I'll even do the trainer's pose like this you know "Can can you can you no no what she's like yeah babe yeah You can tell a difference. I'm like, you're such a liar. (laughs) I'll go a week. Can you tell a difference? She's like, I I think I can start telling a difference. Because she just wants me to eat good, so she'll eat good. Um, Because when I eat bad, it's like, hey, you want some queso? Mmm. She's like, yeah, yeah, I I think. Here, I I expect overnight results. But I know that really those results that I'm looking for Happen over time. And when it comes to faithfulness and you staying faithful, we expect God to do things overnight when that's really not the way God usually works. He does every once in a while. But most of the time, we've gotten overnight confused with overtime. And God works on your behalf and in your situation and in your life over time. And faithfulness doesn't get focused on overnight it settles on over time. It says this in Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 through 9. It says, "Don't be misled. You can't mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. You will all you can't get away from this. You will always harvest what you plant in your relationships, in your finances, at your job. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay. And death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. And I talked about this scripture a few weeks ago during our prayer time. Verse 9, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, not overnight time, but over time, at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Some of you, you need to hear that this morning because life seems very unfruitful life doesn't seem fair to you right now relationships are broken bank accounts are broken uh, bills are due stress is high anxiety is high and you don't know what to do what I would tell you as your pastor is to keep working your field still stay faithful even though you don't want to be even though your emotions and your feelings are telling you something else keep working your field well just in my marriage isn't good. Keep putting good into it. They may not deserve it. Keep putting good into it because over time, if you don't give up, you will reap a harvest. My kids aren't doing good. Keep putting good into your kids. Keep speaking hope into your kids. Keep speaking love into that relationship, but they seem to get further away. Keep working your field. It's not just enough to be present in your field. You got to work your field. Some of us, we're just just saying, well, I'm here, but you're not doing anything. Do something where you're at and watch what God does because you can't stay faithful and not eventually become fruitful because it's in the word of God. Over time, over time, you will become fruitful if you don't give up. i close with this. Some of you, maybe you're here and you're just like, but Justin, and I don't feel like I've got... Anything I can do. I don't know what to do. What I would tell you is this. Do what you can where you're at. Do what you can where you're at. Take what God has given you, the talents, the abilities. The the, the resources may be limited. The finances may be limited. Your talents, your abilities may be limited. But man, start sowing. Start doing what you can. And watch God do the rest. Just be faithful to what he's called you to be faithful in. Because there's power in faithfulness. There's significance in faithfulness. Don't get caught up in the short term, but keep sowing because your eyes are focused on the long term. Here's what the scripture says, and I'll leave you with this. It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. It says, therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast. That means firm in purpose, faith, and direction. Be firm in your purpose. Be firm in your faith. Be firm in the direction that your life is going. Be steadfast, immovable, and always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. You are not wasting your time working your field. You're not wasting your time sowing good. You're not wasting your time being faithful. You're not wasting your time being steadfast. But if you keep going, if you keep sowing, if you keep doing and you stay faithful, eventually, hear me, you will be fruitful and your life will meet the place of significance because your significance is found in your faithfulness. Are you a faithful follower? of the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for today. And God, I come before you, and Lord, I just ask that you would speak to our hearts, our minds this morning. Lord, there's some of us that we're struggling in this area. We we just follow the emotions. We follow if we're feeling it. Some of us, we've just been distracted by what's going on around us, around our friends, around our family, in the workplace, in our health. We've gotten distracted from following after you. God, we've gotten distracted from being a faithful follower. We've been a fan instead of a follower. Lord, I, I just pray this morning that we would take a look on the inside and that, Lord, we would choose our way to our life. Lord, we would choose to sow in our field. We choose to sow good in, even when we don't feel like it. Lord, that we would be faithful followers that over time become fruitful followers. Lord, I pray that you would help us with our vision. You would help us with our sight because, Lord, I'm guilty. God, I get caught up in the short term that I've sometimes sacrificed the long term. Lord, I pray that we would take a step back and we would get a vision for the long-term impact of our life. Lord, we would have a a, a sight for the long-term significance that you want to do in us and through us. And that, Lord, we wouldn't get tired of being your faithful followers, but, Lord, that we would be known as faithful. In Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here this morning you say, Justin, you know what? I'm here and I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior today. Maybe you're here and you say, Justin, I, 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 I'm just not where I need to be in my relationship with Him. And I need to recommit my life to Him. Yeah, I see your hand. Is there anyone else? Five hands. Anyone else? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today, and God, I just confess that I've messed up, that I've sinned, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I ask that you would help me become a faithful follower of you. God, I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Can we give these five individuals that raised their hand a huge round of applause? Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at